All right, I want you to turn your Bibles to Genesis chapter 1 uh, and Matthew 3, 23. Genesis 1 is where we'll begin. Open your Bibles to Genesis 1. And then if you want to put a marker at Matthew 23. And I want to share a special Mother's Day message called God Created Mothers. When you think about mothers, I believe that they have some characteristics and some traits that they received from the Lord. And uh, I believe God invented mothers. I believe God thought them up. I believe God dreamed them up. And I believe God created them and gave them to us as a gift. Uh, Let me read you something I read a while back. Uh, A second grade teacher taught her class about a magnet, uh, M-A-G-N-E-T, a magnet. And she taught about what a magnet does and how a magnet works. And she spent a quite a bit of time teaching them and showing them a magnet. And then the next day she gave her second grade class a test. The test said this, my full name has six letters. The first one is M. I pick up things. What am I? Over half the class responded, mother. (laughs) Well, uh, there are some things mothers shouldn't have to pick up. Uh, By the way, men, you just missed an opportunity to get some points had you said amen right then. (laughs) There are some things that mothers shouldn't have to pick up. It is amazing to me how a man uh, can actually, on his way to the shower, can actually just simply walk out of his underwear. I don't know if you've ever... Okay, let's not go into that. But, um, and then I also don't understand why a man loves to flip it up and... Okay, okay, so anyway... (laughs) But men are just weird. Let's just, we just know that. All right. So, God created mothers. Genesis chapter 1, look at verses 26 and 27. Then God said, let us. I just want you to notice the plurality there. Many people have never noticed God did not say let me. He said let us. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Let us make man, and this word for man is not the word for male. It is the word for mankind. Let us make mankind in our image, according to our likeness, and let them, plural, let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over all every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created him, now watch, male and female, he created them. God created females. So I'm not trying to do some new doctrine when I say what I'm about to say. We know that God is the Father, he's referred as the Father and the Son. We know that, but I would like to say something. God is not a male. Some of you could right now say, praise the Lord, because we know males. God is male and female. And I can prove it to you simply by common sense, but I'm going to show you some scriptures today about the motherly nature of God as well. But again, I'm not trying to do some new doctrine because we know God is our Father. We know that. But I want you to understand that male and female came out of God. If God were only male, just common sense would tell you, that he couldn't create female. 
because males don't understand females. <laughs> the, the word female actually means, female actually means not male, or really, if you want to go to the, to the bottom line, opposite of male. Female means opposite of male. I heard one guy say, actually, it means that there's a fee with this male. <laughs> what he really means, excuse me, because <laughs> I was thinking how much it's cost. Anyway, um, <laughs> what it really means is not male. Not male. I mean, you think about even if you've ever uh, bought some sort of a, a, a plug or, or a, a, a plumbing fixture, there's a female and a male. They, they fit together. God designed Male and female. Please hear me. This is very important, even in our society today. God designed male and female to represent Him. Male and female are the image of God, not just male, nor female. Male and female are the image of God. So let me tell you some things about mothers that they got from God. Here's, here's number one. Mothers know. They know. You ever heard of a woman's intuition? Mothers, no. M mothers are the closest thing we have to omniscience on this earth. <laughs> they are all-knowing and all-seeing. My mother knew what I was thinking and would ask me about it while I was thinking it. W women can read minds. They know. They know what you're thinking. They know what their kids are thinking. They know what their husbands are thinking. They know what other women are thinking. They don't even have to say anything. They know what they're thinking. Is that right? My wife knows what I'm thinking. We will be at a party, and I will be thinking about doing something that I think would be entertaining. And I will just look across the room and just glance and see Debbie, and Debbie will go, And I'm like, what? And she'll say, you know what? That's what she's doing. <laughs> Don't do that. Don't do that. No. How'd she know? I'm telling you, God. Men can't do that. Men do not know what other men are thinking. Nor do we care. <laughs> By the way, we don't care what you're thinking. But women care, and they know, and they want to know what you're thinking. Isn't that right? What's the number one question that women ask men? What are you thinking? What's the, what do men say? Nothing. <laughs> listen to me, ladies. Listen. I'm a man. Listen. Believe me. It's true. <laughs> we have the ability to not think. And with some of the things that we do, you ought to know that by now. But after we do it, what do you ask us? What were you thinking? We weren't. But women do. Women know your thoughts. They got this from God. Matthew 9 verse 4, but Jesus knowing their thoughts. Matthew 12, 25, Jesus knew their thoughts. 
Luke 5, 22, when Jesus perceived their thoughts, Luke 6, 8, but he knew their thoughts, Luke eleven seventeen, but he knowing their thoughts. Jesus is fully man, fully God. I'm just telling you, it wasn't the man part that knew their thoughts. It was the God part. Debbie can get our children talking, and I can't get them to talk. It's a mother thing. Uh, she will tell me, did you know that James is thinking about this? No. And I spent all day with him yesterday. We played golf, and then we went to Bass Pro. He never said a word about this. How, how did, how did, why did he tell you, I asked him. Mothers have it. Okay. So they know what you're thinking. Now, let me say, I'm telling you they get this from God. So you're probably now thinking, Pastor, how does that encourage me <laughs> that God knows my thoughts? Let me tell you how it encourages you. In the same way that a good mother knows your thoughts and loves you anyway, that's how God loves you. But I do want you to know that God knows. Mothers know. They know what's going on in your life. Listen to me. I want you to know God knows what's going on in your life. All right, here's set number two. Mothers care. They care. Uh, in the San Antonio paper a while back, they had this article that it was 99 degrees in August, and uh, an aunt accidentally locked her 10-month-old niece in the car. And everyone was going crazy. The mother was there. The aunt had been driving the car. They'd gone into the store. They locked the door accidentally, and they immediately knew it and tried to get this uh, baby out. Everyone was around. People were trying to pick the lot. The, the police had been called. A tow truck driver just pulled up, took a crowbar away from a window where the baby was, just broke the window and got the baby out. The mother was ecstatic. The aunt was mad. She wanted the tow truck truck driver to pay for her window. Now, let me just say what that shows. It shows which one was the mother. The aunt was concerned about the car. The mother didn't care about the car. She cared about the baby. Kind of like the story in the Bible, right? With Solomon, two women said, this is my baby. Solomon said, well, then let's just cut the baby in half. One said, that's fine with me. The other one said, no, don't do that. Just give it to her. Solomon said, there's the true mother. Because mothers care. So where did they get this care? Where did they get this concern? I'm telling you, they get it from Jesus. They get it from God. God cares about his children. Uh, when our children were younger, they had a, um, a curfew. But uh, many times we would go to bed as they got older, we'd go to bed before that curfew. You know, that curfew might be midnight and Debbie and I, as we've gotten older, we've started going to bed earlier. Pretty soon we we're going to be going to bed about six and getting up at midnight. But um, we, we just go to bed earlier and earlier. We get tired or easier. So, so we'd go to bed maybe at 10, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Kids' curfew would be 12. Well, Debbie set this rule that they had to kiss her goodnight once they got there. That's actually a, a, a great rule because you know now what time they actually got in. But the thing was, she could not go to sleep until she knew they were home. I slept fine. <laughs> I, I remember one time she said, well, what if, someone, what if someone took them? I said, sugar, 
Josh is smart enough, he can figure out how to get out of it. James would beat him up, and Elaine would talk him to death. So I'm okay. <laughs> They'll get home. But they get it from God. Luke chapter 7, verse 12. Jesus, when he came, he, Jesus, came near the gate of the city. Behold, a dead man was being carried out. Watch this. Think about this. The only son of his mother. And she was a widow. She's lost her husband. Now she's lost her only son. And a large crowd from the city was with her. But when the Lord saw her, I just love these words, he had compassion. He cared. He cared about this woman. And he said to her, do not weep. And then he came and touched the open coffin. And those who carried him stood still. And he said, young man, I say to you, arise. So he who was dead sat up and began to speak. And Jesus, he presented him to his mother. Why did he do this? Because he's a God of compassion. Matthew 9, 36, when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Now, we just talked a few weeks ago about Jesus being like a shepherd, but I want to show you a, 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 a verse that will kind of shock you to show you that this mother instinct is in God. Matthew 23, if, uh, if you turn to that uh, scripture, if you marked it, I, I, this was the one I wanted you to make sure you see. Matthew 23, 37 this is Jesus speaking. Oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, the one who kills the prophets and stones those who are sent to her. How often, this is Jesus speaking, how often I wanted to gather your children together as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings, but you were not willing. Do you, do you realize what Jesus said? He said, I wanted to take care of you like a mother does. I have that kind of concern for you. I wanted to gather you like a hen gathers her chicks. He didn't say like a rooster. And by the way, the old question, what came first, the chicken or the egg? The answer is the chicken and the rooster. Because <laughs> you know, yeah, okay. <clears throat> this, 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 this wonderful gift that we have a mother, this came from God. These people came from God, came out of God. Listen, who did you run to when you scraped your knee? Mom. You didn't run to dad. You run to dad, dad would say, that's nothing. <laughs> Son, I, I, I killed a bear on, on the way to school one morning with a loose leaf notebook. <laughs> in the snow. It was always in the snow. Do you remember that? <laughs> I walked to school every day. In the snow, uphill, both ways. You know, I mean, I, it, but not mom. Come, come let mommy take care of that. Come let mommy kiss that. Mommy take care of that. Where'd she get this from? I'm telling you, she got it from God. Isaiah 66, verse 13. Here's an amazing verse. As one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you. This is God speaking. And you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Okay, here's what I'm telling you. If you catch this, the first two points, we've got one more point. If you just catch these two points, it'll change your life. Mothers know and mothers care, but they got it from God. Listen to me. God knows and God cares. Do you realize one of the number one lies of Satan is that God doesn't even know what's going on in your life right now. And if he did know, he wouldn't even care. God, God doesn't care. 
about you. I'm telling you, God knows and God cares. And here's the third point about mothers. Mothers help. They help. They like to help. They like to help. When, when Elaine was maybe three years old, two to three years old, we'd walk by her room and she'd have her baby dolls lined up and have a piece of paper and a crayon in front of each one. She wanted to be a mother when she was a baby. I mean, from, I mean she, now she's a great mother with two children, but she always, she wanted to be a mother. She wanted to be a mother. When we started the church, she was nine years old. We had 30 people in our living room. It's, it's grown since then. But when we started the church, we had 30 people and we had a few small children. My daughter, who was nine years old, watched the babies upstairs in her room. And we know we would have adults going up to check, obviously, but she wanted to be the children's pastor when we started church. Okay, my boys, who are eight and five years older than Elaine, I did not put my boys in charge of watching the children. <laughs> they would have been watching the game and the kids would have been bouncing off the walls. That's the way boys are. But to my daughter, she had mother in her. You know, it's, it's, it's uh, kind of humorous. I was thinking about this. Pastor Carrie Job Carnes, she's married now to Cody, led worship. They led worship today at the South Lake campus. And Carrie and her sister, Chris, lived, Mark and Sandy Job, their parents, they lived down the street from us uh, 30 years ago when they, were, when they were young. And Josh is about the same age as Carrie. And uh, James, my son, is about the same age as Chris. They, uh, Mark and Sandy had two girls and the boy, we had two boys and then the girl. But Carrie Job Carnes now would come down the, the, and her sister Chris would come down to our house and play with Josh and James because we just lived right around the corner. And uh, she, one day after staff chapel, Carrie came up to me and she said, you know, I've never told you this, but she said, uh, my sister Chris and I tried to get your boys to play with Barbie dolls when we were young. And she said, one day, Josh and James agreed that we could bring our Barbie dolls. We brought our Barbie dolls down and we thought everything was going fine. And then your boys put our Barbie dolls in a Jeep, a G.I. Joe Jeep, sent it out about 20 feet and blew it up. <laughs> and Josh had, wasn't at chapel that day. And so I called him on the way home and said, do you know what Carrie Job just told me? She told me that you and James blew her Barbie dolls up when you were young. Is that true? He said, yep, that's true. I said, son, I have never been more proud of you than I am right now. I remember I said, Josh, did they go very high? Oh, about five feet in the air, Dad. Was... <laughs> Carrie just told us before the service, she said, we have no Barbie dolls from growing up. Like, you know, you save things, all of our Barbie dolls are bald because they burn the hair off the head. They're different. But there's a mother quality in all of us because of God. Look at this scripture, 1 Thessalonians 2, 7. This is Paul talking, but we were gentle among you just as a nursing mother cherishes her own children. That's, that's an apostle. Where did he get that from? He got that from God. We were gentle as a nursing mother. Matthew 12, 20, a prophecy about Jesus. A bruised reed he will not break. And a smoking flax, he will not quench. A bruised reed, he will not break. A smoking flax. 
Okay, how would you take care of a bruised reed? You'd have to nurture it. You'd have to nurture it. This is Jesus. God is a nurturer. God cares and he wants to help. And I want to clarify something, by the way. Um, I, I hear this a lot, and it's really, I, I understand what you're trying to say, but it's incorrect theology, so I want to clarify it a moment, all right? Um, people will say, well, I know God would not have led me into this if it were not for my good. I want to clarify something. Everything you get into, God didn't lead you into it. <laughs> some of it you got into completely on your own. And some of it's just life. Life. This guy one time told me, he said, I had a flat tire and I knew God caused it. I said, God doesn't cause flat tires. Sharp objects cause flat tires. And God might use it in your life to teach you something. Let me say another way. God probably did not lead you into the trouble you're in, but he will lead you through the trouble you're in if you'll let him. And he will do it gently because he has a nurturing caring side that we can see in mothers all around us. That nurturing, caring side came from God. Now, I want to end this Mother's Day message uh, the same way I've, I've done for years. And, and a few years I didn't do it, and I just felt like the Lord brought it back to me to make sure I do it every year now. And that is, uh, years and years ago, um, I thought about what about the ladies that want to be mothers that have not been able to have children. And so years and years and years ago at Gateway Church, I started praying for those ladies to be able to have children. And we have all sorts of testimonies. And um, before I pray for you, I, I, I'm wondering, uh, and I really, I really don't want to embarrass you. I don't want to embarrass you, but I want you to, as, for, as a testimony of the glory of God, maybe it wasn't um, me that prayed for you, but someone did. I just wonder how many ladies are here at every campus and you are having trouble conceiving and some people, someone or some people prayed for you and you're now a mother. Would, if you don't mind, would you just stand up so we can see you? Just, just, just stand up. Isn't that fantastic? Thank you. You can be seated. Well, here's the last scripture, and then I want to pray. Psalm 113, verse 9 says, He grants the barren woman a home like a joyful mother of children. Praise the Lord. And so in a moment at every campus, if, if, you would, if, you're, if you're praying for children and have not been able to conceive, uh, I want to pray for you. And in a moment, I'm going to ask you to stand. I remember a couple years ago when I did this, I, you know, I asked them to stand. This lady stood up, and her husband pulled her back down. Just let her stand. Okay, let her stand, all right? So, uh, so if, if uh, I, and again, I'm not trying to embarrass you, but we all feel that compassion. All of us feel that compassion. So um, if, if you're at here uh, at every campus, every campus, uh, I, I want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Uh, but if, you, if you're desiring, maybe you're, you're a mother and you're desiring to have another child, that's, that's fine too. Um, or you ha don't have a child, but if you're uh, uh, married and you're desiring to have a child, whether it's another child or a child now, uh, would you just stand up? And I'd like to, uh, I'd like to pray for her, right? Would you stand up? Just stand up right now at all the campuses. I know it takes some courage. I, I know that. And I did not, I'm not trying to embarrass you. You know that. I'm just asking you to respond in faith.
Could we just stretch our hands toward, if you just look around, uh, again, at every campus, if you see one of these ladies standing, if you'll just stretch your hands toward them. Let's agree in prayer right now. Hallelujah, Father. Thank you, Lord. Lord, thank you for these ladies, and thank you for the miracles you've already performed. And Lord, we know that this desire is not a bad desire. It's a desire that came from you. And so, Lord, I'm asking you right now, if there's anything medically that needs to be healed, will you heal it in Jesus' name? Lord, will you bring healing right now? And Lord, I ask you, as Scripture says, you opened her womb and she conceived. I'm asking you, Lord, to open the wounds of these ladies. And I'm asking you, Lord, to bless them with a full and healthy pregnancy and a healthy baby. Lord, I ask you in Jesus' name, and in Jesus' name, I speak conception. And Lord, we thank you and we receive, Lord, that children are a blessing from the Lord. We receive these as blessings, and I bless my sisters in Christ right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. God bless you. You can be seated. I want to ask you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And I just want to take a moment like we do at every service and say, God, what are you saying to me? Uh, we talked about how God created mothers. And that nurturing, compassionate, caring, wanting to help that we see in good mothers, that's, that's what, they got it from God. So what I'm saying to you is, what do you need from God right now? I want you to know God knows and God cares, but maybe you need to be reassured of that. Maybe you need God to help through some situation right now that you're going through. So just take a moment and just let the Lord speak to you. What, what's God saying to you? And then we want to pray for you. Now, every, every campus, every campus, every overflow room, if you're seated in the overflow room, every campus, in just a moment, we'll have one more worship song. And after that worship song, we'll, I mean, during that worship song, we'll stand. And when we stand, if you need prayer for any area of your life, you just step out, just slip to the aisle of the campus or the room where you are, the overflow room. Just come to the front and we'll have people to pray for you. If you're in the second level at South Lake, we have people beside every exit. So you can just slip toward the exits and we'll know that you, you know, you're not heading out, you're going to someone for prayer. So if you need prayer for any area, as soon as we stand, you just make your way to the front of the campus or the room where you are and let us pray for you, all right? Holy Spirit, I pray you'll draw every person at every campus that needs any prayer right now in Jesus' name.